Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our radio app now. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Keith Murphy. This is a big, hairy American winning machine. And he fails. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. I'll talk to you later. It's the Murph and Andy Show. Shoots a three and got it. Powered by A.D. British Young, Cinderella. On 1460. KXNO. And now 106.3 FM. And welcome to the Murph and Andy Show on a Tuesday. Alongside Andy Fails, I'm Keith Murphy. Andrew Downs powering us up. Good to be back in uh, Des Moines for me. You guys have been here. Um, got in late last night and... Uh, had quite the trip back. My luggage is not here yet. Oh yeah, tell us a little bit, uh, a little bit about that. I know that that was hairy. It, it was, and uh, well, the, the flight out of Seattle was delayed a couple of hours on Delta. Yeah, the late game on Sunday night, which was late for us, but for you on Pacific time was. Really it was late. even late then. Yeah, uh, opposite. It'd be the opposite. Be earlier for me. I left. Yeah, the, yes, yes, yep. of course. I'm sorry, but yeah, it was. But as we're thinking about you here today, yes, yes, yeah, it's yeah. very, very late. I left the arena at 12.30 a.m. in Seattle, so that's like 2.30 here. Okay, mm-hmm. and so then, still uh, very late. Our, our good friend Mark Woodley had a, had a 5.15 flight out of Seattle. That's a tight turn right there, man. That's a sleepy turn. Did you do a turn. grouchy video about that? <laughs> Probably Should. did. I haven't seen it yet. I'm kind of behind. But um, my best option out was around uh, noon, but it got delayed a couple of hours as these things happen. And then. And that was through Denver again? It's through Minneapolis. Switched airlines. Yes, many, that's right. Yeah, so. I go to uh, Minneapolis. Hi, AD, by the way. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, I just talked to you on the phone. I'm having such a hard time keeping track of this because it's been changed a number of times. You had said that you might be flying back today. Right. Um, Which was also through Minneapolis? Correct. Delta contacted me and said, you're not going to make your connecting flight. And they sent me uh, a room... And transportation and meal coupons, which is nice. Uh, Delta, you know, that, that's good. They take care of but Yeah, I, not all of them do that. I never hit the accept button, which means I'm, I'm not giving up the seat on that plane because from the time I landed, if you know Minneapolis Airport at all, the terminals are a long ways away from the, each other. The one to come back here to Des Moines is like at the end of the earth. Right. So I landed in Terminal uh, F and had to get to sea, and from the time I landed to the next uh, plane leaving, it was 20 minutes. So Jenny told me, uh, she's like, you'll never make that. Yeah, so accept the flight, or you might not have a seat on tomorrow's flight. Because you got a check bag, too, right? Right, right. So I didn't accept it, and then I decided I'm just going to run. And I ran and ran. I felt like gump. That's how long I yeah. felt like I was running. And I finally couldn't run anymore, which leads me to believe I'm out of shape. And then uh, Mary from the Iowa Lottery and her husband came by on a cart, and they said, oh. jump on. We're going to try to make it. 
So I, I did. We were the three people from Des Moines connecting. So I jumped on that cart, and this, and, and this guy drove like a couple of terminals, got us to a tra- uh, uh, monorail. Yeah, yeah. We jumped on that. A tram. Got on that. I sprinted up the uh, yeah. escalator. I know exactly where you are. There's yep. nobody there. And I said, we're, are we too late for Des Moines? And uh, the guy said, nope, we've been waiting for you. So I probably had a heart attack unnecessarily. But, man, big shout out to those people. They were so nice. And he, uh, I thought he was faking an injury to get this cart, but he was cramping up from running. <laughs> yeah. Airport. So well, that, I mean, that the means good, my bag didn't make it. The good thing is, is if the plane had left, you could have just stayed on that cart the rest of the way down I-35 to Des Moines. Just drive that just cart. Just keep going just right through the window. Keep going. Like when, uh, was it Taylor in Major League that, that drove the bullpen cart over to Rene Russo's? Yeah, that's, yeah he just drove it down the street. Yeah, <laughs> oh. he was driving it through the streets of Cleveland. Yeah, uh, that's that's right. AD, how you doing? Doing well. Yeah, doing well. Good to see you. It's good to see you, too. You want to uh, hit the one at one? Let's do it. Let's do it. The one at one. One point one. With Murph and Andy, powered by Kaversky Brothers Lawn Care. Well, we learned today that the uh, Iowa-Louisville game had a uh had had a monster number women's basketball 2.5 million people that's one of the highest rated most watched women's basketball games in history um and i i think we're going to we're going to see a new record number friday night because iowa is going to get the nation's best boston to the left side got it 16 now for leah boston and it's back up to a 10 point lead uh, that audio courtesy of ESPN, South Carolina, 42 wins in a row, number one ranked team, defending national champ, coached by uh, legendary Don Staley against Iowa and and Caitlin Clark, who is likely going to win National Player of the Year tomorrow. That is quite a matchup. That is a marquee. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, there are a lot of people, uh, clearly, um, who tuned into that game and a lot of Iowans probably watching South Carolina for the first time as they're kind of catching on to this wave. And uh, I had not really sat down and, and, and watched them closely this year either. And you're struck by how big they are. They're really big. Yeah, Aaliyah Boston is a force in in the middle. And she's not close to the tallest player on the team. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, so Iowa's tallest player is Monica Sinano at 6'2". Or 6'3". She's listed at. Yeah, she's she's big. But, but, uh, yeah, Aaliyah Boston, two inches taller than that. And then Camilla Cardoso is 6'7". Now, Brittany Griner is 6'9". We've seen some really tall women's mm-hmm. basketball players before. Uh, Stephanie Soares is 6'6". Uh, six, six. When you get a player that size using a women's basketball, it looks ridiculous. Because of the size it's, of the ball? It's a full inch smaller than, than the men's ball. It just looks like, okay, if this is going to continue, you, you may need to think about changing over to the men's ball. Because it, it it's look you know how uh, you get... You know, players in the NBA who have such big hands that it's difficult for them to shoot free throws. Sure. Because they're shooting like a volleyball. That's what it seems like to them. Like to a Nerf ball to me. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it just their hands are so much bigger than, than they need to be to handle that ball that it becomes tricky. 
but yeah, just watching her with that ball last night, man, oh man, that she's this this women's basketball thing doesn't need to apply anymore. I mean, so many of these players, the guards are six one. Caitlin Clark is six one. Yeah, she just uh, doesn't seem like they need that small ball anymore. I, I was doing the terminal sprint during this time, so. I know South Carolina overcame a six-point deficit after the yeah. the first quarter, won by eleven against a good Maryland team. But how did I mean? How did South Carolina look? I thought they looked beatable, Andrew. I don't know about you, but I mean they they got to run for their money. Yeah, they certainly early. don't look unbeatable. They they certainly don't look unstoppable. Um, no, and you've seen UConn teams in the past where you're just like, all right, nobody's going to beat this team. Yeah, I did not see that watching South Carolina. Now they're they opened to eleven and a half point favorite over Iowa, and Iowa's a really good team. So that eleven and a half point favorite. That's what I've seen. Yes. Oh my goodness! Um, I, I I would take the eleven and a half. I think I would too. Um, wow. Okay. That that is perspective. There's context there for sure. Eleven and a half points. I, we know. We know that though she's respectful. We also know that uh, Don Staley. You can hear it when she talks. Would love to slow down Caitlin Clark. Uh, she's going to throw anything she can think mm-hmm. of at Caitlin Clark. She thinks Caitlin Clark gets too much attention. She also compliments her. I don't want to make it sound like she's hating on her, but she feels like. She has players that deserve some of this attention that goes to Caitlin Clark. So she, they are she's going to hyper competitive. Yes. I mean, you could just yes. hear it in her voice when she's doing post game interviews. I mean, hyper competitive to the point that she wants all the spotlight. Yes, on on her team, and they've gotten a lot of attention and a lot of praise. But yeah, they're being upstaged by. By Caitlin Clark this year. Yeah, intellectually, Don Staley knows how good Caitlin yep. Clark is. Among other things, she's going to win the Don Staley Award three straight years. So she's well aware mm-hmm. of how good Caitlin Clark is, and she's complimentary, but she also sounds resentful that the biggest star in college yeah. basketball is Caitlin Clark and that Iowa is the biggest draw and not South Carolina. Because yeah. Iowa is the biggest draw in women's basketball. She is a, I mean, no, Caitlin no Clark is a transcendent yes. athlete. Aaliyah Boston is not. It does not mean she's Nobody not on going to be a is, better yeah. WNBA star, but she the name recognition isn't even closing at all one up a notch this week. So they are going to try to stop her. Now Louisville's coach, Walls, he did the same thing. He was throwing triangles and two at... Caitlin Clark, uh, Colorado before the game, they were close to being almost disrespectful of Clark's talent. They were like, "Yeah, we've got we've watched some film. We've we talked about this on the radio last week." They're like, "Yeah, we we've, we've got some ideas how to stop her." Well, neither one did. So we'll see what happens. But they they are really motivated to slow her down. And and I think you're watching that game and thinking to yourself, "Okay, do you see a defender on?" Uh, South Carolina's team that seems like she'll be able to shadow Caitlin Clark all over the floor and stop her. And I didn't see that. I mean, if Caitlin Clark goes into uh, tries to drive to the hole, well, then yeah, she's going to have trouble. It, that, that interior defense for South Carolina is intimidating. But well, is there somebody that's going to be able to stay one on one with her all, all the you know the, the the length of the floor? That makes you think, okay, well, they're going to shut her down. No, at this point, I think, I think she's still going to be 
able to find her shots. And if you double her, she will find the open team. Oh, absolutely. Her passing, yeah. as we've said many times, is is really underrated. And Monica Sinano, coached by Jan Jensen, was she having in this NCAA tournament? Mm-hmm. She's dribbled like twice. I mean, she just catches and shoots. And then yeah, they've got that down. Yeah, they've got it down. Yeah, great feed underneath, and Sonano just kind of turns and shoots. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Automatically. And the X factor here that we've seen, and we saw it again, is when... When there are some teammates, because it's not one on five, and I, I, you know, I have somebody always comes in and reminds reminds everyone on Facebook or Twitter, like, you know, it's not Caitlin Clark by herself. Well, she knows that. Her teammates know that. The coaches know that. We know that. But she makes everything go. Yes. And when she has mm-hmm. a teammate hitting threes, like the other night, is McKenna Warnock early had to have those threes because Gabby Marshall had maybe three go in and out. Yeah, looked down and then kept popping yeah. out. And then in the second half, those went down. Yeah. So they, there has that, to be support. She hit two in that early run where Iowa went from up one to up 12 in you know, a couple of minutes. That was really the, kind of the key moment of the second half. You're reminded, uh, watching so much of the Iowa women lately, I mean, you're reminded of the enormous difference that a great player, a great guard makes to a basketball team. A great, Amen. especially a a great point guard. You don't have situations like, I mean, think about the the frustrating games that you saw the Iowa State men play this year, or even the Iowa men, where they're moving the ball all around, moving around, especially, but like the Iowa State men this year, these last two years, where, you know, before TJ is able to get his players in, they just don't have a real number one player out there. And they're just moving the ball around, hoping to find somebody that's got enough room that they can take a three-point shot. Mm-hmm. Where they're just moving around, and then just time, you know, they run the shot clock out, or they just never do find the shot that they want. With somebody like Caitlin Clark, it just they don't fall into those situations. The defense has to be so concerned with her shooting or passing or penetrating that somebody who's, I mean, these Hawkeye shooters that we've seen these last two games, some of them have been ridiculously open, and they're good shooters. But it's because the defense is so preoccupied with Caitlin Clark and the ball in her hand. I think, yes, and I think some of... She creates so much room. She does, and she can make her own space, too. I mean, she the the, the step backs and that kind of thing, it, it, is, it is really And then every now and then watch. you're reminded that she doesn't need to pass the ball. Because she just drives. She can drive yeah. and better than anybody else on that court. She'll drive through a timeout, time too. She'll just yeah, drive. Yes, yeah, go right we were through just talking out. about that. Uh, yeah, and the thing I, I got in Seattle over and over again, um, like we, uh, we, went, we went to a park and met, met three women that are now scattered throughout the United States. They were classmates uh, 25, 30 years ago at Iowa, and they all met up in Seattle to watch mm-hmm. this team and they just went there and and uh 
time and time again, somebody would tell me their story about how um, they're new to women's basketball or they haven't watched a lot of women's basketball, but they've never seen anything like this Caitlin Clark, you know, that kind of thing. Story gets told over and over again. I've mentioned that my my in-laws who don't watch the Hawkeyes and aren't women's basketball fans are now planning their nights around Iowa women's basketball, which is a sentence I never thought I would say. Also, um, once in a while, it's it's diminishing, especially since that uh, perform the forty one point triple double, which is a historic performance. I still will occasionally get somebody who will say, uh, "You know, you're too close to this," or uh, "This is way overhyped." It usually, but not always, turns out to be a Cyclone fan. <laughs> but I have also seen many Cyclone fans who have said, "You know." I'm a Cyclone fan, but this this is fun. This is good for our state. And I know there's been a lot of discussion. I've missed some of it. Uh, I think our friends Chris Hassel and Chris Williams have had some of it, and I've seen a bunch in my timeline. Is it okay for like Cyclone fans to root against Iowa, to want Iowa to lose, to want Iowa to get humbled Friday night by South Carolina? I, it, it would not be my choice, but I, yeah, I think it's okay. They're rivals. They are rivals. Yeah, yeah, you understand it. I, mean, I understand. This is the way that uh, this is the way this stuff goes, and they, it's not just a, a switch that you can flip one way or the other. I mean, it's it's on. It gets ingrained. I I don't understand it very well. I, I, I you know these are college teams to me. I never really understood why, especially with football. And I think I've I've always had a harder under t- a time understanding why Iowa fans couldn't root for Iowa State because they've always had more, you know, uh, especially with football. They just always had more. What's the point in also needing to root against Iowa State who's never had close to what, what you've had? Rival. You're you tired of hearing I mean, but you're they're tired not. Of hearing I mean, they're kind of rivals, and... but, yeah, I mean, they, they're not hey, you've in been, many ways. You've been on RVTV. They're rivals. A- absolutely. But, I mean, on basketball, uh, it, it you know, Iowa State is – had the better basketball programs until now. This is quite a surge by the Iowa yeah, women. Three, three sweet 16s in four years and two elite eights and one final no, four. No doubt. That, that ends the conversation for now. They're also the one, the one advantage that Iowa State has clearly had in women's basketball has been fandom yeah, and attendance, attendance yes. and that's gone. I mean, Iowa's going to sell out their entire yeah. women's basketball season next year. And I've got, my in-laws may buy tickets. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. how much of an attraction this is. Did you see Caitlin Clark's skills camp go up yesterday with a tweet? Yes. It was full, like, in two hours. Yeah, and all the wait lists are full. It's like you can't even... You can't, you can't even get, even get on a wait list. No. This, is, this is a... For where we are in women's basketball, this is a takeover like, like Jordan had in the 90s with this area. I mean, there are people... There are people who say I have to I have to see Caitlin Clark play. I have to stop what I'm doing. And Andy, you remember working at a TV station in the 90s? The most frequent phone call back when phones would ring would be like some elderly lady trying to figure out how to watch the Bulls that night. You know, there aren't elderly ladies for the most part trying to watch the Bulls now. It was the Michael Jordan effect. And yeah, she has and, that. And to, I around I, here. I honestly I mean I think that that's that's a good comparison he is a good comparison on the court for Clay, for Caitlin Clark this year in, in this tournament. 
Uh, you, you may, and many of us have said this over and over again, we don't expect Iowa to win the title this year. I feel like that's fleeting now after what we've seen like the past couple of games. But we've, we're all on the record of saying that. We, we, we think South Carolina will, will roll. But we felt that. I remember being in high school and feeling that exact same way, and everybody felt the same way about Michael Jordan and the Bulls. About Michael Jordan. They thought, he's a year away still. Maybe two. But he's going to take over the NBA. And the Bulls are going to win a championship eventually. It's going to happen. And then, earlier than anybody thought, it did happen. Mm -hmm. Because he was the best player on the floor. He was way better than anybody else. And you just can't, you can't plan for that. You can't measure that. You can't defend that very well. When one guy, one, one woman is that much better and they have a great game and it lifts up the rest of the team, the rest of the team has figured out how to play with that great player and benefit mm-hmm. from that great player, that, that team can absolutely win the championship now. It's not a small thing that they're together. They are together. They really are. It's not fake. And that was one of my favorite things from your coverage. You said it on the show yesterday. And and you see that from the outside. You see that it seems like the team really likes her. I talked to Jan Jensen last week. She Mm -hmm. loves Caitlin Clark, obviously. But to then hear people from the inside or who have been closer to it say, yeah, it the, you don't see any kind of break in, in the armor at all within this team. They, no. They're they all rooting for Caitlin Clark. They're they in, understand that. They're yeah. in awe, too. Yes. Like, Kate Martin was had a, a soundbite the other like night. She's like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, And that's she's how like, I feel <laughs> watching her. Like, there are times watching her, I just start laughing. Let's get a quickie poll on the, on the rivalry. Do you have a problem with some Cyclone fans rooting against Iowa in the Final Four? Yes, we're all Iowans, or no, nah, the, the rivalry is real. I don't have a problem with it. Like you guys, I have, I have trouble understanding it. I could probably understand it a little better than you guys can. You I'm, would root for Iowa State, sincerely? I, I would like to say, I, I, I would like to think I would. I, you know, who knows if that shoe was actually on the foot. Um, I have rooted for Iowa State before. Uh, you, when not was when that? Not when they're playing Iowa. Well, I mean, just like generally. Like when Iowa, when, when Iowa has nothing to do with it. It's better for me. It's better for the show. It's better for. I've gotten softer in my old age. You've got a bit of an objective I, interest in it too. In yeah, the show, and, yeah, right. And I have, I have friends who cover mm-hmm. the Cyclones, and you know their their lives are impacted by it. I generally want all of our teams to do well. If it's Iowa versus Iowa State, it's Iowa all day for me. I would like to think if the shoe was on the other foot, I would be pulling for Iowa State. But I understand why a lot of Cyclone fans aren't. Yeah, it, it, it's t- it, it is tough because you when you're inside that bubble and if you're at Iowa State right now, I mean, if you work for Iowa State or you're inside Iowa State, you are probably, not, all, not everybody, but I'll bet there are a lot of people that are tired of this, that they feel like it's overblown and that there's too much attention on Caitlin Clark and that this mm-hmm. is, that that's just what it's like inside the bubble. I've been in the bubble. I had the other yeah. side of the bubble. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
it hit me this week where the people inside the Iowa bubble think that, you know, all the media should be in the bubble with them. And, you know, we're not in the bubble with them. But, yeah, up at up at Iowa State, I promise you there are some people that are, like, getting resentful of this. The one thing that is dying down is the uh, – we've got a player that's as good as Caitlin Clark. I mean, yeah. at some point – you can have an All-American, but you have to be able to objectively distinguish that we're talking about a generational player versus an All-American great You've got to pronounce player. the sky blue. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there. there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. I think most get that now, even through their cardinal-colored glasses. But uh, vote on the Quickie Poll if you can, and when we come back, we'll break it up with a little football talk. Details. Let's play Guess Who's Birthday on the Murph and Andy Show. Powered by Cellular Advantage. All right, let's do it, Andy. Guess Who's Birthday. That's uh, Lady Gaga. Sure is. She is... uh, She's a, a woman in her 30s. 30... Six. 37, you get the point. Well done, Murph. Guess his birthday. She said, Here's your one chance, fans, you don't let me down. That's uh, the great Reba McIntyre. Yeah, it is. Reba McIntyre. I feel like Reba McIntyre is uh, pushing up on 70. Uh, Reba McIntyre is pushing up on it. Well, maybe she is 70. You got me rethinking this now. Just grinding up on I, 70. I just like the choice of words. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go. I, I'm going higher. Reba McIntyre's 71. She's 68. Oh, so that's she's a pushing miss. Up she's pushing 70. up on yeah, 70. You were right. Up on it. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry about just randomly just yelling thinking, like Sipker there. I was it's thinking so about annoying. the singer at the end of Hangover. <laughs> Should have pushed up on it. Just start grinding on that old woman. <laughs> that's the Dan Band. Yeah, I love is. the Dan Band. Uh, Andy, guess whose birthday? Don't fucking Jimmy me, Jules. Okay, don't. F- Jimmy, me. There's nothing that you're gonna say that's gonna make me forget that I love my wife. Is there? It's Quentin Tarantino. It is. I know this one. Uh, he's 64. He's 60. Oh, did you know that was 60? I did. I saw Jeez. it. Doors open here, Murph. Guess his birthday. Baby, this is what we came here for. Now, we met a beautiful baby, and she likes you. <laughs> she likes you. <laughs> Whatever. Daddy's gonna get her to bring a friend. Now, I don't care if I end up with her, but one of her beautiful baby friends. That's Vince Vaughn. It is. Uh, that was cool talk at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn is uh, Vince Vaughn's fifty-five. He's only fifty-three, and you win. See, Man, I'd, have, I'd, I'd have gotten that one. Just, I, I have an update. The luggage has arrived. It oh, is really? In Des Moines. Yeah. We're, now we just got to we got to get it, but it's it's here. So uh, updates as we go. Can you respond and say, "Don't touch it." Don't do anything with it. Just I'm here. I'll get it. I'll get it. I've got some gear in there. On the radio, I can't get over there. It's well padded. So uh, Lamar Jackson wants to be traded. Yeah, he does. He wants. uh, This is a giant mess. He wants out. Yeah, this is also interesting because some really good quarterbacks getting ready to move. He's he's good. He's won an MVP. He's his own agent, or his yeah, or his mom's agent. Yeah, yeah. He does. He doesn't, or he doesn't have an agent. Uh, there, there are still questions in like a, a winning a Super Bowl type way. If he can be an accurate enough passer to get there, no one doubts his ability to, uh, put up big numbers and, uh, running the football. If that's your fear with Lamar Jackson, though, you, you, 
you you are way out ahead of your skis. I mean, he is one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's going to make your team better unless you have yes. one of the few quarterbacks who are better than he is. So you go top five or top ten? I think he's top ten for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I think he fluctuates. I mean, he, yeah. he was hurt so much last year. The Ravens almost got it done with, without him, but... Uh, you know, I mean, if he's if he's healthy, who knows how much better they they might be in the Super Bowl? You don't know. I think he he he, he fluctuates. So where's he going? I, well, I mean, everybody's wondering if that maybe the Jets will pull a one eighty and and go that direction instead of you know they think it's going to be some team that feels like they're right there, but it's going to cost more to get him. Then it's going to to get Aaron Rodgers. He's so much younger. Could it be the 49ers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you get Trey Lance in, into a trade, how few teams would turn away from talks about Lamar Jackson? Yeah, an MVP from what three years ago? Yeah, electric player too. Um, Everybody could, can can envision. Fitting him into their offense. Yes. Well, what are the Ravens doing? Well, they're trying to keep him. They're trying to put that franchise tag on him, right? Or the the other franchise tag. They're trying to yeah, trying the to hang on tra- franchise yeah. tag or whatever it's called. Conditional. That sounds like a mess. But they've yes. known that he wanted this for several days before it was actually announced. Yeah, he said March second he asked for a trade, and he announced that what yesterday or the day before. So and so they've just been sitting on it, and you know they get upset about these franchise tags. But uh, you know it's one of the ways they keep the salaries from going absolutely nuts in the NFL. And one of the ways the NFL is one of the ways the NFL has stayed really, really successful. But you know, if you have a player that's just going to flat out refuse to play, you know, you're going to have to deal with that. This week, the annual meeting of the NFL owners takes place in Phoenix. Uh, side of the Super Bowl. On the table, multiple rule changes. Among those, one that doesn't seem to have a lot of support, making roughing the passer reviewable by replay. Now, last year, changes to the roughing calls made some appear questionable. I, I would say questionable at best. There were times you're like, that is not roughing the passer. Um, I, I don't want anything that leads to more replay. Yeah, I would well, like to do away with replay, period. Yeah, and... I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of a of a balance here. Um, one side you've got roughing calls, which I think to me are the most maddening in football: roughing the passer, mm-hmm. roughing the kicker. Uh, they're so open to interpretation. So many times, it seems like the it seems like most of the time the quarterback or the kicker is in no danger of being hurt. They're just barely touched, and they're wearing football pads, and they're playing football. And you're just like, that is way, way too overprotective. And those drive fans nuts. They yeah. hate those calls. Because it's a, it's a violent them. sport. It's a collision sport. You're going to have contact. And Even the quarterback guys, is going you know, to be they, hit. Yeah, they embellish it and all that. kind of, and It just really just takes away from the spirit of the game. But then, on the other hand, the only way that you fix that Probably is by more review calls, and no one wants that. So, which which do you hate more? 
the maddening roughing calls that, that, that go against your team and, and, and sway the balance of an entire game. We've seen that happen. Or these reviews that are constantly slowing down the game. It just seems like it, it, the, the review calls are like a plow being pulled by a football game. Oh. They slow it down. They it's pretty the bad energy in the NCAA the tournament at times, too. Just, just standing around, oh, watching terrible. somebody stare at a monitor. Both those sports. And oh. baseball. Final minute or two, it's like the timeout. Timeout let's take reviews, a look. Timeout let's take another look. What's taking so long? Why can't they figure this out? The game against Colorado that Iowa played Friday night, we were in the uh, the hallway waiting for the team to come down because you can't you can't shoot on the court at that time. So we're getting what footage we can, which is the team run. I Andy, I was in those hallways. I covered the hallway like few have ever covered <laughs> the hallway. You, I'm like so your hallway coverage leader. Yeah, that's a promo. Hallway coverage leader. Uh, my, my I favorite competition. My favorite thing at the NCAA tournament, and I, this is men's and women's, when they want to keep the media out and they draw those thick black curtains around the inside of the arena. It's they were everywhere okay, in yeah, Seattle. Right, they draw those curtains and they don't just draw them. They'll take those great big clips that you use, you know, like woodworkers use when yeah. they're using wood glue to glue two pieces of glue, uh, wood together, and they're going to keep that giant clip on there for you know twenty four hours or whatever. They take those giant clips and then they they clip the the two curtains, you know, floor to ceiling, like. Like we're going to be over there, like trying to pry the curtains open, just dying to get in there so badly. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, God, what is the worst that could happen? And, and somebody the, looks in there. The cups, like I got stopped with a diet coke can. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, You have to pour that into a an NCAA cup. Yeah, the NCAA that. cup doesn't have anything on it. This no, year. no, it has it's no not, sponsor. It's not a sponsor, but you you can't. They're not going to have any free. They're not going to be any free advertising out there. Right, yeah, you you want your name on the you want your you want Coke on the side of the cup, then Coke pay pays for, for it. Yeah, yeah, pay for that. I I do uh, want to take a moment. Just this won't surprise you, but the the Iowa the Iowa women and even the media that on a daily or, or game by game basis covers the Iowa Hawkeye women, they could not have been more welcoming to those who are like jumping on like me or jumping on the bandwagon here late not not in coverage but in actually being there you know and and you know how that is you you've been with something all the time you're covering you're at every game and some cases practices and then you know here yeah. here comes here comes more media here comes the yep. national media here comes uh you know here comes a tv guy from des moines that hasn't been here during the season well first of all the reporters that were there were all nice yeah. and and nobody 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 trying to mark their no, territory none of their that, leg on it because we all yeah. know people that do that kind of thing. oh yeah yeah they get, they, I, I saw a little of that when i was doing live shots at the, for the ncaa men's tournament uh I was doing live shots for some of the bigger cities in Pennsylvania for the Penn State men's games. And then I was also doing live shots for Altoona, Pennsylvania, which is uh, Adventureland. Small small market but closer to uh to Happy Valley. You guys hearing my stomach? Did you did that come yeah. across the microphone? I haven't eaten today, so I'll get uh, to that. To closer to state college, I should say, not happy about not the football stadium. Yeah, closer to state college, and uh, I was talking to the sports director in Altoona, and he was like, uh, uh, 
Yeah, you you uh, you doing live shots for the, for the other stations too, like Harrisburg and stuff. Yeah, I'm doing stuff. Well, they they don't they don't cover Penn State basketball. They don't know anything about basketball over there. They just yeah they yeah. they're just jumping on now that the, that the the Nittany Lions made the tournament. But we we're the ones who cover them all the time. We're, we're your Penn State station. They're just on the wagon. I'm just like okay. Well, I I I won't I won't mistake mistake it, you for anybody else. Don't worry. The and and then the 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 Iowa woman Lisa Bluter Jan Jensen. Um, uh, Bailey Turner, all the people with Iowa, not only do they like open up the locker room and but they yeah. will like go around and ask before they leave, did you get everybody yeah. you wanted? Do you have everything you need? It's just such a refreshing change. And and it if it continues like right now, the NCAA men's tournament is on a downward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Ratings are dropping every year. Fewer people are watching every year. It's still far more than the women's yeah, tournament. Yeah, far more. Mm-hmm. But the, the the women's tournament, which has just been fully embraced by the NCAA, this is only the second year the March Badness brand has even been allowed to use. Right, yeah, that's which, a, you got to point that out. Which yeah. is preposterous. But the, the women's tournament is, a, is an arrow up, and a significant arrow. The ratings are, are mm-hmm. going up. Uh, the the attendance just set a regional attendance yeah. record. So uh, and Caitlin Clark has helped, but she's not the only reason that's happened. Reason. So no. yeah, I got some more on that. So for the women's final four, the target is four point eight five million viewers. That's how many people watched last year's title game between South Carolina and UConn. That okay. was the most since the two thousand four game, which I'm almost certain involved UConn. Yeah, I, I feel like they're going to get that number Friday night. Okay. Uh, again, Iowa Louisville drew drew two point four nine nine million, so two point five million. Now, what's more, on Super Bowl Sunday this year, number one South Carolina and then number three LSU drew one point five million viewers, the biggest audience for regular season women's basketball since twenty ten. Okay, uh, the twenty twenty two WNBA season saw a sixteen percent increase in viewership. Okay, so good for them too. Uh, and next summer, ESPN will negotiate a new TV contract with the NCAA, and the thinking is that they'll sell women's basketball by itself. Currently, the women's championship is sold with every other college sports championship besides football and men's basketball. And it's been way undervalued. I mean, it was sold for... Uh, oh, yeah, it was uh, a throw-in. Well, yeah, it was like $35 million, and you get all these sports. So it it's going up. The men are going down. But for now, it's still that point where when you come, and, and some of this is just the personalities of the people involved, like Jan Jensen, who a nicer yeah. person you will not meet, Lisa Bluter, some of that. But just the whole, thank you so much for coming, appreciate all the coverage, that kind of thing. It is a stark contrast to... Not all, but many of the men's sports where it's like uh, yeah, yeah. football and men's basketball is what I'm talking about. Come you get a lot of the, uh, yeah. boy, you're you're lucky to be covering us. Yeah, right, uh, we yeah. don't really even need you. Right. Um, and you need us of, more than we need yes, you. Yes, yes. Some of that had it, it depends a, a great deal on who the head coach is and what that you know what kind of impression the head and, coach and that stuff gives. changes. I mean, it, it, people follow you get, the head coaches. You lead. get more successful and more there's more demand and 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 they they get tougher, but. Sure. Uh, you know, it, it was nice. We we talked to Jan Jensen. Andrew talked to Jan Jensen last week, and it was really nice. And uh, she, I've always admired her uh, for a number of reasons. I knew her a little bit in college, and she was very kind. Uh, but she also, she's just somebody that, she's had many opportunities to go be a head coach. 
She's happy with what she's doing. She likes Iowa City and the life that she's been able to have with her family in Iowa City. She likes that. Loyal by nature. Very loyal. And she's just one of those people that just kind of knows her lane. Yeah. And what which one she wants to be in. She's very happy working with Lisa Bluter and uh, Jenny uh, Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick. They're, they're Fitzgerald. all going to get a raise. Fitzgerald. Should. Yeah, but I mean, she's just been she's been happy. She there the Drake job has come open a number of times, and I know Jan Jensen was one of the first to get a call, and it wasn't anything against Drake. I mean, she still loves Drake. Loves Drake. She's just yep. happy where she is. That was um, that. quite a day for her Sunday. Her dad died yeah. in the morning, uh, cancer, and she knew she knew it was coming. Uh, he was in hospice care, and Jan Jan coached as everyone knew her dad would would want her to but uh when when she talked about it and the players you know no surprise they adore her i mean they adore mm-hmm. jen they dedicated the yeah. game to her um lisa bluter dedicated the game to jan they let her uh, she and caitlin clark advanced iowa in the bracket into the final four yeah yeah which Came was up a and wrote it in there touching yeah. moment put the sticker on jan cut down the nets sky point to her dad yeah really emotional and then uh when we talked to her in, in the locker room you know, she uh, the the time she got choked up when she's like, uh, you know, you're 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 always a kid, and they're always your parent. You know, even when you know it's coming, you're you're always their kid, and and it's your parent, and it's hard. Um, and she got a little choked up about that, and then I just thought it was said everything about Jan Jensen. She turned the corner and just brought all the she just seamlessly brought the attention back to the players yeah and then like after talking about the players she realized she hadn't mentioned the bench players and how important they are to the enthusiasm and chemistry of the team then she's talking about them and then it's the fans and like when the question was about her and her day by the time she was done with it none of it was about her yeah it was really cool that's great throwdowns coming up next it's time for throwdowns on the murph and andy show Let's throw it down, Murph. End of game foul discussions are full of nuance, but we don't have time for nuance. Let's go black and white. In the final seconds of a tie game, would you rather have a ref make a call you don't think was a foul or not call a foul when you think one occurred? Let's stipulate this completely depends on what outcome you want, but just <laughs> in general, rather not have it called just because the game ends with better flow. It's aesthetically more pleasing. But that does leave out the nuance because I think a foul is a foul no matter when it's called. But just from my viewing habit, I'd rather just see it play. Is this a clear foul or subject to interpretation? I'm saying it's it's either a clear foul that doesn't get called. Is this con- is this or no, no, no. foul that does get called? Is this Creighton in San Diego uh, State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You uh, have to go one way. Or the, you have to. Which side of this are you on? Would you rather see a foul called when you didn't think there was one, or not see a foul called when you did think there was one? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's and yeah, there's nothing worse than having to sit there and just know a guy was fouled. I mean, for the rest of your life, and then sit there and argue about that, and then nobody can say anything. I'm going to go the other way. I I I don't. I I would not want to have to live with an obvious foul there. Uh, Andy, opening day is this week around baseball, which caught me a little bit by surprise. What sport are you least ready for when it starts? I feel like baseball. We have a we got spring training. We've seen a lot of it. I'm I'm. Even though it always seems to start a little too early and too cold, I'm ready for it. I'm going to say 
football season, you can't wait. You're waiting forever. I'm going to say it's basketball season. Starts out with a number of meaningless games, patsy games, non-conference games. Sometimes they're not even against a Division One opponent. Uh, and it it's right in the middle of the best part of the football season. It's lumped in there with hockey as well. So it catches me by surprise. I'm usually the least ready for basketball season. It, same, same. And it's college basketball. When they first roll out those uh, college basketball media days. Yeah, you guys always give me crap when I put it in trending in the middle of like, like what, week that's six starting of football. now Because yeah. it's October. It's all, and it keeps moving uh, up. So the yeah, NBA I, is starting too. Yeah, there's just a bunch I'm of not, stuff going on. I'm not going to count the NBA in my answer here. I'm just going college basketball. Uh, that is hour one of the Murph and Andy show. John Cena now tweeting about Caitlin Clark. He has 14 million followers. That follows the. Uh, you she have three three and a half million. You can't see me after her six three, and uh, Cena writes. Even if they could see you, they couldn't guard you. That's pretty good. Uh, back for Trading Iowa next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.